You're listening to the audio newsletter of Northwestern University's MA program in Sound Arts and Industries. Hello, I'm Brad West from the new Sound MA at Northwestern. And today we're going to hear about how a conference held at Northwestern University last year became the seed for a new approach to sound studies. The conference, sponsored by the Lambert family and entitled Sonic Boom, Sustaining Sound Studies, brought together artists, scientists, storytellers, and scholars who share a focus on sound. And that mix of expertise was so dynamic that it led to the creation of a unique new master's program. Today, we'll hear from the architects of that conference, beginning with the conference coordinator and director of the Sound Arts and Industries program, Jacob Smith, and the chair of the Department of Radio TV Film, David Tolchinsky. They will soon be joined by the other conference organizers. Hi, I'm Jake Smith. Hi, I'm Dave Tolchinsky. The Lambert Family Sonic Boom Conference emerged really from some conversations that I had with Dean Barbara O'Keefe, the Dean of the School of Communication. And we started to see all these links. All of us are thinking about the same things from different angles. Sound studies. Being a musician and a computer scientist. Radio plays. Academic composing. Sound processing in the brain. The recording industry. We actually really do have a pretty common language It's all fundamentally about sound. And we started to see sound as a way to bridge and form new channels of communication and discussion and collaboration. And the idea was to test our idea that there's a lot of interest in sound and not just sound design, not just sound studies, not just sound science, but we think across these three terrains. Wouldn't it be great if we could bring these communities together to get involved, uh, hear from one another, help each other ask questions, and rather than think of themselves as a historian who's interested in sound, sound. or sound. a scientist who's interested in sound, or an engineer who's interested in sound, if you could think of yourself as a sound person from the beginning, at your core, how could that open up new ways of thinking? Wait, 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 Brad, Brad, I thought you were going to give us some conference sounds here to kind of set the atmosphere. Sorry about that. Okay, here we go. Now, the conference had a very special keynote speaker and special guests, which we'll get to in a moment. First, the Sonic Boom Conference consisted of three main panels. I'm Neil Verma. I was in charge of speakers for the first panel, which is about sound culture and society. Neil teaches classes on podcasting. We had uh, the history of disability in listening. Also had a a speaker taking photographs of uh, long lost discs and finding ways to decode what they sound like. And then our third speaker has really been at the forefront of the history of sound technologies in Hollywood. I'm Brian Pardo. I'm an associate professor in electrical engineering and computer science. I also have an appointment in the music school here. Brian runs the interactive audio lab. We use artificial intelligence, crowdsourcing techniques, and signal processing to try and make the tools smarter using things like natural language. Hey, make my guitar sound like it's in a big, booming church. And that's literally how you would instruct the tool. Which would eliminate knobs as we know it. I organized the panel that had Avery Wang of Shazam. Avery was the guy who came up with the algorithm the Shazam app uses to identify what song is playing on the radio. You just hold up your cell phone 
have it listen for 10 seconds and it'll give you a link to buy it on iTunes or whatever. Brought in Brian Schmidt, who does a lot of composing of music for computer games, worked on the sound API for the Xbox. I'm Nina Krauss. I'm a biologist and I study sound processing in the brain. I put together what I thought was a really wonderful group of the world's leaders in sound science. Miko Sams, Charles Lim, and Ani Patel. Presentations on how different brains were responding to different pieces of music, which areas of the brain and which mechanisms are engaged during improvisation, how rhythm is important not only for music, but also very much for speech. There are not very many species that move to a beat the way a human ordinarily does. Nina founded the Auditory Neuroscience Lab at Northwestern. And we've been really fascinated to be able to actually see and hear how the brains of individual people process sound. We are using this information to be able to predict a child's linguistic skills and his reading abilities later in life. Nina spoke about her work with the lab on her panel. I spoke about some of our uh, neuroeducational work, the biological impact on sound processing of poverty. Children whose moms had less education had more neural noise in their brains. Imagine listening to the radio and you're not quite tuned into the station, so there's, there's static, and on top of it, the announcer's voice is coming up kind of muffled. How is a child to learn? that can be offset by positive experiences with sound, such as learning to play a musical instrument or learning to speak another language. In addition to all these amazing panels, there was another layer to the conference, which was to bring in a series of these very special guests. First and foremost, our keynote speaker, Gary Rydstrom, seven-time Academy Award-winning sound designer working in Hollywood with all the top movie directors of his generation. It's famous for Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, Saving Private Ryan, some of the most famous sound effect sequences in, in contemporary film. Gary Rydstrom was someone we really thought embodied everything that we were talking about. Always out listening for peculiar and unusual sounds. When you see the pterodactyl, it's, you know, dental floss that he rolled really quickly and then slowed down and manipulated. He's also responsible for a lot of the sounds in the Apple OS systems. So every time you throw something into the dustbin in your computer screen, that's Gary Rydstrom's dustbin that you're hearing. It was almost like he was a fellow researcher. He was a scientist of sound himself, but working in a different medium. I also uh, invited a really interesting radio dramatist by the name of Jonathan Mitchell, who runs a podcast called The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. TheTruthPodcast.com. Who's a great example of this new renaissance that's happening in podcasting and a return to ideas of sound and radio as a medium for drama but doing it in an incredible digital age kind of a way. He brought one of his contemporary works called Sylvia's Blood and used it as kind of an example of what contemporary audio sounds like. Rick! Rick, I can't breathe! Rick! They're hungry. What are they? One of the capstones of the conference was the screening of a classic silent film called The Wind from 1928, 
along with live musical performance by Maddie Bai and live sound effects by Footsteps, the Foley artists from Canada, who uh, just wowed the audience with this incredible gymnastic art of Foley. Foley is the, the idea of filling in uh, footsteps or creaks by watching a movie. We brought the Foley group into the Block Museum to respond to the different things that they see on the screen and to actually start doing the sounds that we hear. If you can say it, it's a very loud, silent film. It's, it's full of incredibly vivid evocations of wind and landscape and passion and things like that. What they've done is kind of create a hybrid viewing and listening experience. This conference was perhaps the first time I've seen people from all three of those domains. The scientists and the humanists and the industry people talking to each other at once. It was really fun. There was just, there was a buzz, there was enthusiasm. And it was a big success. So it was an incredible dialogue and discussion with professionals, scholars, scientists, historians, all on the topic of sound. And so it really showed us that this proof of concept was strong. Uh, and that Northwestern could be a leader in a new kind of sound studies. A lot of what the speakers were talking about at the conference were the different kinds of skills needed to become a sound professional, an expert in sound. We have an opportunity at Northwestern to bring those skills together, and that's what we're doing now with the master's program in sound arts and industries. Training people to become educated in a very fundamental human property. They'll think about sound design, sound science, industries, and studies, and then depending on their interests, they'll take topic courses in either sound science or really go more in depth into sound design and music, or they'll go more in depth into studies, kind of the same spine for all the students and for them to interact together, but there's also freedom for them to spin off in different directions. We have colleagues in, in computer science and music and linguistics, radio, TV, film, but I really see it as a very interactive program, very much one of a kind. An MA program will be an exciting way to explore those thoughts of thinking about sound as a medium, to think about how it works, how it could work better, how it could work differently, how it changes over time, a lens through which to look at our society. What could come out of it? The next generation of sound studies scholars using sound in their process of research. Cherished forms like the, the audiobook or Foley being reinvented. Take some of the topics that are covered in that sound science class and turn those topics into podcasts. What better way to communicate information about sound than through sound? You both intersect at sound, but maybe one of you thinks a lot about the cultural implications and the other thinks about all the technical details of implementation, and another thinks about the artistic uh, uses they can put a thing to. Interesting intersections with other fields that you might not otherwise come into contact with. They could take these skills and move into the film and television industry as sound designers. The new generation of storytellers, podcasting and radio industry, research development and hearing health and clinical health. Well, there's all sorts of cool stuff in there. Our internship program will help our graduates to take those skills out into the world to become the next generation of innovative sound professionals. I do know that we're the only program and university in the country that is really thinking across these different parts of sound. We're the only place that can really offer this kind of scientific underpinning. And what could come out of it is 
something new and unexpected. Applications for Northwestern's MA in Sound Arts and Industries are open and run through February 15th, so apply now. For more information, please email sound at northwestern.edu or look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the audio newsletter of Northwestern University's MA program in Sound Arts and Industries. Today's episode, A Sonic Boom, featured interviews with Professors Nina Krauss, Brian Pardo, Jacob Smith, David Tolchinsky, and Neil Verma. Our show was recorded and edited by Brad West, with original music by Brendan Baker. Special thanks to Jonathan Mitchell. Stay tuned for episodes that will describe a brand new state-of-the-art sound studio being built for the MA, introduce the faculty and students of the program, and explore the rebirth of radio drama on campus, as well as other stories about how sound works at Northwestern.